Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out more about how you can become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early. You get the show completely ad-free. You get access to our show notes, all of our game matchup notes. It's a great deal. So join us. It's only a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you never want to hear me say this again, just go give us a dollar a month at Patreon.com slash Sunranto, and you'll never have to hear me say this in a podcast again. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it! Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old self beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable loser Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto live from Hollywood, California. It's Sunranto! Why the hell are we from Hollywood, California? All of a sudden, where are we, a game show now? We're playing, L- we're playing L.A. It's La La Land. It's, yeah. it's time to light the lights. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a Muppet show. Those Hollywood nights! <laughs> oh, I loved that song when I was a kid. Oh, just... Loving the nostalgia of a 10-year-old. Every time I'm in Hollywood, I cannot get that song out of my head. Every time I like driving around, you know, Hollywood Boulevard is a pretty big uh, boulevard. Like Our good friend Jason Page lives over there, uh, who I stayed with a bunch of times. Uh, the Pokemon singer, uh, but it, he lives down there. I'm always on Hollywood Boulevard, and I can't. That song and... And the other one that I can't get out of my head is Until the Sun Comes Up Over Santa Monica Boulevard. Because I'm always oh, like yeah. on that stupid street too. And I'm just like, fuck you, Cheryl Crow. Um, hey everybody, welcome to the San- <laughs> the Sun Ranto show slash uh Cubs podcast slash tear down Cheryl Crow podcast. Um <laughs> Hi, I'm Danny Rocket. Uh we've got uh Mr. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Doing much better today. And I think Crawley was going to try to pop in at some point, but I don't. I don't know if he's going to be able to. He was uh, driving and he's heading somewhere. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, uh, so uh, Steve Sure writes in uh, Green Day, Beverly Hills. Yeah, that one comes into my house too. Beverly Hills. That's wait. Is that Green that's Day? That's not Green Day. That's uh, that's Weezer. That's Weezer. Yeah, I don't know what the Green Day song is. Uh, what about uh, Tom Petty? You don't have Tom Petty? Like, uh, doesn't he give you like directions to his house in one of his songs? Like, you drive down this road and then that road, and and then uh, <laughs> I don't know the, Tom uh, Petty's direction to his house song. <laughs> I'll, I'll 
I mean, I should have tried that, but he's gone. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, it is Weezer. We were correct. Everybody's jumping all over Steve Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the last time Steve comments in here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I, I I had a great time. I was at the game last night. Uh, I do also, also want to announce that Gary, our old Indians fan friend, is going to stop by to recap some of these games. He should be by shortly. Um, you had a little too much fun. I had too did. much fun. I, I, I saw a lot of our friends last night. Sarah Sanchez was at the game. Carl he was at the game. Jarrett, our bass player, his wife. And then uh, I saw Joe Kilgallen at the bar afterwards. Bleacher Jeff was working. And I uh, I got too drunk. And, well, I was walking my bicycle next to people. I believe Crawley was there. He probably doesn't remember it because he was pretty lit up, too. But uh, I, I bit it hard. And now I got stigmata on my hand. It's covered <laughs> by a Band-Aid. And I, I can't lift my left arm. So that's my fault. I've, I've got two bum shoulders. And now one's more bum than the other one. So that, let this be a lesson to you. If you're going to sneak in, if you're going to – oh, Val Capone was there, too. Yes, too much fun at Nisei postgame. I agree. Um, if you're going to sneak booze into Wrigley Field, just make sure – uh, that uh, you don't sneak in too much because I snuck in way too much and I drank too much. And he snuck you know. in a whole cup snake worth of booze. I really did. Uh, Cr- looks like Crawley. we got somebody popping in here. Crawley, how you doing? Did you had, did you have a good time last night? How you feeling oh, today? I feel great. Anytime the Cubs win, my record's been pretty damn good this year, Danny. I've seen a lot of wins, and it was enjoyable to see another one. What what a fun day! What a fun game! I mean, we had so many good people out last night. It was good time your your one game literally last night they scored seven times as many runs as the one game i got to go see (laughs) yeah i know you know you you sit there go ahead crawley i was just gonna say it's interesting that we're here at this point because this team has has just been jekyll and hyde yeah, well, these two games are like a prime example of that. You know, you get the one game where they don't score any runs, and then uh, you get the other game uh, where they, they score a bunch, and they score in multiple different kinds of ways. But before we get in all, all of that, I, I do want to bring up something uh, that's kind of personal to the show. Uh, back in December, a bunch of the ranters, including uh, me and you, and I, we all pitched in to do a brick that said uh, one of the paver bricks that's going to be outside of Wrigley Field that's gonna, that was going to say, my tie guy uh, steals baseballs from children. We paid uh, n- almost $230 for this stupid thing. And, uh, it, and then they told us, okay, we're not going to do that brick. They come back to us in March. Hey, you got a problem. Wait, you can't do that. So we changed it to my tie guy gives baseballs to children. The, then uh, a couple months later, they call back, say, uh, we're not going to do that. And I go, listen, lady, I I don't know what your problem is. I understand the steals baseball. You don't want a negative thing on your brick. Fine. So we made it positive. My tie guy gives baseballs to children, right? That And I'm like, well, maybe they won't let us get away with that because I'm an asshole. So when they called back the other day, I thought to myself, I'm just going to change it to – give the ball to my tie guy and just call it a day. There's no children involved. There's no giving or taking. And that's what I was going to change it to. But when I called them today, they told me that not only will they not put my tie guy on any brick, but they said, and they lied to me, 
saying uh, you can't make a brick for anybody else. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's one thing to tell me I can't put my tie guy on a brick at all. And you're not going to, you know, play with me on my tie guy. It's another thing to tell me a lie, which is you can't put anybody else on a brick. I already did it. I did it for Every, everybody Jeff. does it. It's for yeah. my dad, my grandpa, my mom, my sister, like, or my whole family. And I put everybody's name on it. My boyfriend, my girlfriend, my wife, my husband, every, you know, it's the, that's what you do with the brick. So they lie to my face. Tell me the bullshit excuse that it was because you can't make it for another person. So I go, Oh, so then I, can I just give my refund to my tie guy? He makes his own brick. And she's like, no, <laughs> you can't. And I'm like, exactly, because you're lying to me. You just don't want my tie guy to have a brick. And that is fucked up because my tie's out there all the time. He's not a bad person. He doesn't fight with people. He's not, he's not one of those idiots like, you know, barfing all over everybody and making cup snakes and disrupting the game and j- dumping cup snakes onto the track. He's not doing that shit. He's out there shagging fly balls, having a good time. There's like, you know, and apparently they got something against them. They're not even going to let it exist out of brick. And that is fucking bullshit. 100% yeah. a terrible way to treat your fans. It's garbage. And here's Fuck the, the thing. Here's the thing. Fucking let it go. Let it go. You get the you get the order for the brick. You put the brick into pavement. Nobody fucking knows what it means. Nobody has any fucking clue except for the few people that listen to this show and we walk by and we're like, that's awesome. Instead, everybody on this show now knows that we can't do it and they're all just going to tell everybody Cubs are fucked up. They wouldn't let you do this thing, you know, and so it puts them in a negative light. Nothing good comes out of what they're doing. Had they just done it in the first place? Probably already just been a stupid brick. Everybody step over it. And, and even the times that we're down there, we're not going to look for the stupid brick. And then I got a couple comments here. A little yumper says, my father-in-law used to work at Wrigley. He loved my tie. Uh, and a Facebook user, I'm not sure who this is. My tie spends more money at Wrigley than Ricketts. And I agree. And Ricketts is out there being pictured with the cup snake bros. You know, these guys are actually disruptive people. They're, you know, they're dumping beer on the, on the, on the track. I don't know. It just pisses me off, man. It's just, um, it's, it's, it's just pissing me off, man. I, I just, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that, uh, that fucking, uh, they would, yeah, I mean, draw a line in the stand like this and then take six months to do it. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Facebook user says my tie spends more money at Wrigley Here's than Ricketts. Thing I think really... Yeah, go ahead, Carly. Can you, Carly, you there? I was just going to say, it is this new way of doing. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can. We got you. Go ahead, Carly. I think there's a tiny delay, but I guess I was just going to say to me. <laughs> I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Carly disappeared for the podcast. Let's see. Just completely. uh, He started and stopped and then just was gone. Maybe he comes back and tells us. I think he was about to say this is the new way of doing things. And we were talking about the other the other day during um, when we did the the what's it called? Not locker room. Green room podcast uh, is that the Cubs are trying to shake out their fans. I feel like in some ways. Carly, you back? I don't know. He's. It seems like he's got some issues, uh, some technical difficulties. There you are. 
Oh, now we can actually see him. Yeah, but we can't. We can't hear him at all. Nope. No. So, uh, I mean, and and that's what it is. I mean, I think that they're trying to like you know make the team like kind of their own and in their image at this point, which is just like going to be frat broy and you know twelve dollar beers and trust fund kids and like and, and they're going to find out that those people stop coming. Those people don't give a shit. It's a it's a fucking day out for them. It's not, uh, you know, identifying with the team, being a bleacher bum, being there all the time and supporting the team. It's, it's, uh, hey, I've got an extra $700. Why don't we go to the game? Uh, I, I think Crawley's mute. He's kind of here, but I, well, let's move on at the topics. If, if we get him back on, then, uh, then we'll, uh, try to get his comments. Uh, and uh, I, I want to say Mets claimed Robert Stock, so that sucks. So we had a guy that was coming out pumping 100. He got played dirty. We talked about that on the last show. Just You know, they brought him up, gave him basically no chance to to win the game, left him in there way too long as a reliever, making him start the game, and then uh, made him bat, and then uh, freaking DFA'd him. And I guess the Mets liked what they saw. I liked what I saw. He, you know, he, he probably could have been an effective arm out of the pen. I don't know. that. I wish him well. He seemed like a cool guy. Anybody throwing 100 miles per hour, you need to keep on your roster in order to just see what you can get out of them. You don't do what they did. I mean, I there there are so many things that this team does that I have no answer for. Like, it's just so confusing. Okay. Now we're here in the road. You back on? On the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. <laughs> That's a good 30-second uh, delay. <laughs> we're we're gonna let we're gonna let you talk, Crawley. I know. I think there's a delay. I know. It's. I don't think it's working. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, you might have heard of the Spotify Green Room app when it was known as Locker Room, where uh, we do a show every single Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central about all sorts of different things. It's a conversation that you can have with us. Last time we did uh, our Cubs regrets, and the time before we talked to Matt Cameron about his Cubs art. It was awesome. Well, uh, guess what? Now on Spotify Green Room, we still have a show at 6 p.m. Central, and you can come and hang out with us. All you got to do is download this audio-only sports talk platform on the iOS and Android app store. It wasn't available for Android before. It is now. So uh, check in with us there. Download the Spotify Green Room app. Follow Sunranto Show. Uh, and uh, you'll find us every single Tuesday. And you might find all sorts of other stuff. You can start your own darn room if you want to. Uh, just download it for free. Create a profi- profile. Link your Twitter. Join the MLB group. Join the Cubs group. And uh, follow Sunranto Show. Be notified when my room goes live. And um, anyway, see you Tuesday. Come, come by 6 Central on the new Spotify Green Room app. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast, Spotify Green Room. I don't, um, yeah, I don't think it's working, Crawley. I, I don't think it's working. I don't, I don't think this is going to work. But uh, but thanks for trying <laughs> to come <laughs> in. Um, uh, I'm going to I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take I'm going to take Crawley out of the thing. It's, it's just not working. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, 
you know, this we got into it. It was breaking news. Carly broke it on this show uh, about Benzo and Juliana Zobris. But, you know, when I dug into some of the details on They're what bad. happened there, and speaking of, like, you think the Cubs did Robert Stock dirty. Man, this, <laughs> this guy, Pastor Yawn, man, did he do Benzo dirty. I mean, this guy, not only was he getting ten grand a month uh, given to the church he used to work for. He's been let go since then. He was given ten. He was Benzo was giving this guy ten grand a month. Plus, he was making like seven thousand bucks off a month on his uh, other deal or something like that. Uh, he had another job that like the, his clout with Ben Zobris like helped him get this job, and so it's like this other uh, like missionary thing. Ben Zobris personally funded his missionary trip for at the tune of fifteen grand. Like did, Benzo was paying off for this guy. Benzo was, just didn't realize it was his wife in the missionary. Hey, oh, hey, <laughs> hey, now. And so uh, check out this freaking winner here. Um, it's is uh, his name is uh, Pastor Yawn. Uh, Robin, <laughs> his wife Robin, uh, Pastor Yawn's wife uh, is actually the one that found out about. It. I thought it was just an emotional relationship that they were having, but nope, they found out that that wasn't true, and that there was a lot more going on than um, you know Ben knew about, and Robin Yawn did. And first of all, who the hell's named Yawn? Jesus, like who names like change that thing? Um, so I, I mean, it's. Right on brand. You've been to church. Fucking yeah, yawn. Exactly. Yeah, what a yawner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it was. And so Benzo sued him for eight million bucks in lost income, which I don't know if that's going to hold up because it's like, dude, you made the decision to go to go and, um, you know, try to fix things with Juliana. That was on you. Like you could have been like, screw you lady. I'm going to get divorced. You know, you're not getting half cause you cheated and I'm just going to keep playing baseball. And now this money's mine and my kids. And like, you can screw off forever. He, I mean, you know, the, he didn't choose to do that. And, um, the, the other thing that pastor yawn was doing at the whole time that he was giving him all that money, Benzo was talking to yawn while he's stooping his wife and yawn is going, he's like, Maybe you need a little time away from each other. You know, maybe you have to pray on it and stuff like that. I was like, brutal. This guy yeah, is he, giving he was him advice. doing marital counseling for these two while he was fucking one of them. Yeah. Just, well, actually, to, to be fair, he was fucking them both just in totally different ways. In totally different ways. And I was shooting on myself. <laughs> but he, so here's, don't shoot on me. me. Here's the thing. The Bible gives you two choices, Danny. You either turn the other cheek or you go eye for eye. He fucking Benzo's like, give me your fucking eye, dude. I'm going to drag your name through the mud as completely as I possibly can. He doesn't care about the eight million. Motherfucker made 160 or some shit. Eight. Sure. Would he like it? Yeah. But he's never going to get it from this motherfucker. He's going to get, you know, like, you know, $12 a month for the rest of his life or some shit like that. But he can, uh, you know, he can just get him. Out there, get the name out there. He's never going to fucking be at another church. He's never going to, like, all of his friends are going to hate him. Cubs fans everywhere will unite to leave the church completely. Okay, maybe <laughs> maybe not that. I don't know. Well, but. Josh wrote, and he says his religious roots drove him to save his marriage, have some compassion. No, I agree that he did try to save it, his marriage. His relig yeah, unfortunately, and, and that same not, religion was fucking his wife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was trying to he was trying to get religion to help him, but in the meantime, it was 
it, you know, Pastor Yon was turning turning both of the other cheeks. Oh yeah, <laughs> both he of was, Giuliani's uh, cheeks passing around the offering plate a few extra times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel bad for Ben. So this would make me so sad, and you know, it reminded me of uh, you know, it's when this is a long time ago for me, but uh, it was like right at the summer, right after senior year of high school, I was dating this girl, and she went away to like this religious camp where she was a counselor. And all the counselors were really, really religious. And so she was over there and she started going with this guy, Mark, who I knew from high school. And they started messing around at religious camp. And I'm back in, you know, Arlington Heights. None the wiser. I go visit and I'm like, you know, you get that sense like something's up. Everybody's acting weird. Everybody, you know, like when something's up and, you know, the relationship and you don't, you're going to be the last to know, but you know that it's happening at that point. Well, so I get, I hear from uh, the girlfriend, oh, well, you know, me and Mark have this very special relationship and God wants us to be together. I'm like, you're telling me that God told you to break up with me for this guy? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, so Mark, this guy shows up and he's like, he wants to be a pastor, right? But he's he says to me, Danny, we should pray about it. Now, I was a little religious back then. He's like, let's pray about it. I was like, pray about what? He starts praying. And he's like, please, God, please let Dan know that Carol and I are meant to be together for the rest of our lives. Please let Dan. And I was just like, I'm like looking out of one eye. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So, in other words, this is a thing that happens. This what is, happened to Benzo a prayer. That's a fucking same- curse. It is. I'm like, what are you praying to God that I get screwed, you asshole? So, like, you know, that was a, a big nail in the coffin for me in religion that day. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> These people are just really just not good. So I, I was, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of the beginning of the end. Uh, so anyhow, uh, John Freeman says, we were on a break. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. C- typical. So, um Anyway, I, me and Ben Zobers now have a lot of common. We've both been screwed over by like pastors over girls. So oh, you guys aren't the only ones. We're not. No, I'm sure. I'm sure there's many of us. <laughs> um, so I, I want to talk about this Indian series. It was exactly how I predicted it to be. They would lose the first game and win the second one. Uh, that's exactly what happened. But before uh, we get into it, let's bring on our Cleveland Indians fan friend, all the way from Seattle, Washington, the Garrister, K-Possum, my man. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, what's happening, Gary? How are we feeling today? Well, How's not the great. great white Northwest. It's it's hot all of a sudden. Like it was uh, <laughs> summer is later even than Chicago, maybe, but now it's hot. Yeah, yes, I'm doing not good. I I had one of those drunken evenings that you've seen me have a, a few times in your life, and I, I I basically fell over and hurt my shoulder. So, <laughs> you know, which I think you've also seen me do before. Um, so uh, well, John John Pickus writes in, "Hey Gary, Pickus, what's up, man?" So um, the the Indians. I wanted to ask you because the Indians since 2016 have turned over their roster quite a bit. Uh, yeah. You know, as, as you know, like you trade Lindor, who's a huge p- piece for, and they trade Carrasco at the same time to the Mets. You get some prospects in return. I don't know if that was as much as getting prospects or, I mean, one of the guys, Rosario, Ahmed Rosario is starting for you guys. So, yeah. so right. it's like, you know, so you got a, a, 
a, a ready player, you know, to and a good player. I think Ahmed is a pretty good player. I would say, but like, what are the Indians in? They're in second place right now. Yeah, with the, like behind the White Sox, they would not be a wild card team if the season ended today. Will they be? Because they've been playing well. They've got forty wins or something like that. Right. Um, they look pretty good to me. Uh, would would you think that they're going to be in buying mode? And if so, what would they buy? Or are they going to continue to dismantle and get yeah. better for the future? It's so hard to say because I, you know, you, they have been playing well. They went on a nice run lately. I think it's been kind of under the radar because the White Sox were winning also. But but yeah, they're like two back in the division, two back in the wild card or something. So I yeah, I think they should be buyers. I mean, it's hard to see them winning at all, to be quite honest with you. But uh, but at the same time, they've been so banged up. It's kind of like man, if they could just get a healthy team, maybe they would really look like a contender. You know. And you got to strike while the iron's hot, right, Gary? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. You know, they, hey, they went for it. 2016, they came within a moment, a hair's yeah. breadth of winning it. A <laughs> uh, couple and, raindrops. Right. And then since then, they haven't been there, right? Like, so if they you have a have, chance, you have to fucking go for it. Made the playoffs 17, 18. 17, they, were, they had a better record than 16, I think, but got taken out by the Yankees. 18, they were not really on the same level as the Astros. So, but, you know, so they've been. Well, no, nobody was. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, because our level didn't have uh, trash cans on it. But yeah. if, if, if you look, I'm going to put up some of these, uh, these numbers of the guys on your team right now, you know, you got a guy like Jose Ramirez, who's, who's obviously hitting the ball really well this year. Um, it, you know, as I said, you got the, the Rosario brothers that aren't really brothers. Um, <laughs> you, you got two Ramirez's and two Rosarios. Boy, did uh, Ron Coomer and Pat Hughes have, tr- have trouble with that. <laughs> they, they, they were mad. At, like they were almost mad about it. They're like, how do you expect us to do our jobs? Not knowing which Rosario and which Ramirez I'm talking about. Um, but then, like, you, you know, you got Fran Mil Reyes. He's out there hitting the, hitting the ball. Is is he hurt? He, yeah, he just started rehab yesterday, I think. So he, had a, he just strained the shit out of an oblique muscle. He just swings so hard, he, like, pulls muscles on his back. Uh, the dreaded oblique uh, seems to take yeah. guys out for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at somebody who like beat us on, on the the first game, freaking. I was like, who the hell is Bobby Bradley? And I'm yeah. like, are you serious? We're gonna get beat by Bobby Bradley and who's the other guy? Jim Eight Neighbors. <laughs> Jim Neighbors, I think, was the other guy that Bobby that got Bradley him. and oh yeah, Jim Neighbors, Josh Naylor. <laughs> I was like, these are these dudes are the dudes that are gonna beat us. I, you gotta be kidding me. So, but that's what happened. Um, yeah. So like, well, that's I mean, the thing. They, gotta, you know, they they look like a typical young team. I mean, you know, I when I saw Kyle Hendricks was going yesterday, I thought, oh god, they'll never. That's exactly the kind of pitcher that is going to dominate them because they're like a young team. They swing freely. They you know they they they, they don't uh, adjust to the to the off speed stuff. You know, so. Um, so uh, yeah. are you predicting? Are you thinking that they build or like? And if if they were going to build something, what would the what position would they build at? 
I mean, I think they need a they need a bat. You know, they need to not feel bad. Um, I as I mean, it all depends on this Bieber injury too, which is just kind of like it's really scary. I mean, it's kind of an injury. He's never. It sounds like it's an evolving thing. It's like it's changing on him. And it's like, oh god, this could be. You know. Who knows? Yeah, because with if he goes down, then there's really yeah. no hope for you. Because they don't have you. Because you look at the starting rotation, you got Bieber, who we didn't face obviously because he's hurt, and then Savali, who we did face, who was pretty impressive until then he got hurt. I can see like his finger leading the leading the league in wins, and now he's out for a month. Yeah, so that's tough for you. And then you got Cal Quantrill, who I think you got in one of those trades from the Padres, if that is true. And uh, then, and then, and please uh, uh, out. Cause he punched a wall and broke his thumb. Please act is a goddamn. He's, he's like the, the, the poster child of idiocy. He's the fucking COVID kid. He's fucking punching the wall. He's breaking his right. hand. Like, yeah. He's a goddamn pitcher at I the major league level. How can he be doing all this shit? I thought we got rid of Trevor Bauer, but he's back. Yeah, in the body of Zach Plesak. And then and then you got that guy who went uh you know yesterday, Eli Morgan, and yeah. he didn't win the game. He gave up four, Cubs got to him, but he struck out nine, which is like Yeah, he four. looked really good. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, so I'm just wondering keep, if they keep running these pitching prospects up there, it's like, man, I mean, I don't know what is in the water, but something's going right in pitching. The Indians have always been good with that. Yeah. Like being like, able to – they've always developed like, – them, them and the Mets, too, which who you linked up with on that trade, and you got a picture from them. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I thought in game one, you know, Cubs lose that one for zip. They, I thought they didn't do shit with the bats. I mean, they, they, well, they got the leadoff man on over and over and over again. They never – and then they just left him there half the time, you know, or more than yeah. half the time. And then, yeah, it was, it wasn't pretty. And then, um, the but the Cubs, I mean, they just left every obviously left everybody on base. Uh, but the only thing that really happened is Contreras had a couple of doubles. Uh, yeah. and actually had another one yesterday. And um, you know, I'm hoping that he's coming out of it a little bit with the bat because he's you know all the Cubs were slumping bad, but he was one of the main uh, offenders there. So it'd be uh-huh. nice to see him coming back. But, um, you know, there was a sloppy game for the Cubs. Javi forgot how many outs there were. That was, that was ugly. He was one of the dudes that got left on first base. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, in the way Rizzo dropped the ball right after that, after an Alcantara low, low throw, then that dude was on base for the uh, Nailers home run. So a one, yeah. one run shot becomes a two run shot. Who knows? It, either way, you don't score any runs. You're not going to win. Peterson struck out four times. I mean, they're just up there, you know, you know, flailing away like pigs again, you know, and just, you know, swinging for the fences and striking out a bunch and like making dumb mental errors. And I don't know. What do you think about the Ross benching? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't think Ross benched Javi for for getting the outs. I think they were fucking fighting beforehand. Uh, I was listening to the Cleveland broadcast, so uh, and they were actually paying attention to the game. So I doubt anybody in Chicago knows what I'm about to say. But uh, <laughs> fucking, he was standing on first. 
and not taking the lead, right, at all. Yeah. Not doing anything. And the Cleveland announcers, like, Javi is in their head. They're just like, well, what's he doing? Like, he's not getting off first. Like, does he have something planned? Like, oh, my God. Like, what's he Wait, doing? What's he doing? Like, this is crazy. Right. And I honestly, I think Javi was having something. There was an argument with Ross or with one of the other coaches or something. And – he didn't forget that there was two outs. He was just pissed off at somebody because the fucking first baseman, everybody acts like there's no first base coach standing right there going, hey, uh, Javi, you know you're supposed so, to lead off. supposed to lead off. Well, I mean. And, he, uh, you, know, there's, uh, you know, there's only one out. Um, yeah, I think what he, are you doing? he absolutely forgot that there were how many outs there were. I mean, he was not going to just run in, into an out just to get back at David Ross. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he had to have forgotten. I, I I, think, I mean, possibly he forgot in the moment. I Or or he just thought it was fucking, I mean, he was going to get out of there. I don't know. He, I think he was thinking about, like, it's not that he was just, like, out there fucking nothing going on in his head. I think he'd been in an argument with somebody. I mean, I'm, and I'm judging it's just based crazy. on based on his body language and the way that he was on the base and all that stuff. Something else was going on, right? Sure. And he was distracted, and I think distracted is probably a better adjective than having forgotten what was going on. Yeah, Lil Yumper says Ross hinted that it was something leading up to this. He used Schwarber getting benched last year and said there were things leading up to that benching too. And and I mean, and there's and if you think about what Javi said and has been saying, he's like being unprepared, not ready for games, like not really into it until like the fourth inning. Like so there's Well, that some, was last year though, right? Or two years ago. Yeah, but I but I do wonder how much of that carries over because you know, you got this team that is all in the one-year contracts. Rickett is, Ricketts is low-balling everybody. Uh, they're not going to re-sign any of the big stars that they want. And, like, you know, Javi's probably pissed that he couldn't get it, that they probably low-balled him some stupid extension offer that he had to say no to. And he's like, well, I guess I don't have any loyalty to you guys. So maybe there is something up, like, with the general attitude of this team. And I don't know, that can either focus you or it can make you fall apart. So. Well, you know, Danny, I I did kind of touch on this in the recap poem, if you want me oh, to read Yeah, it. yeah. Why don't you read it? So everybody, everybody should know, Danny has been saying like three shows straight. He's like, let's read do the poem. the poem and then we'll talk about the game. And every time we fucking do this, he's like, we're into okay. the game. And I'm like, eh, maybe I'll just fucking forget this <laughs> no no let's do let's do the poem because we and then we, and then we'll do the game two poem right away we've kind of already talked about game one All so right. give me game give me game one poem so yeah cub poem 73 cleveland four chicago zero they say cub together but they cub apart lonely hits solo walks runners hung out to dry on three true outcomes all of which lie squandering chances of men at arms hands off the farm and final dances, a clubhouse split refusing to take their shot at a championship. There it is. Nice. 
<laughs> groovy man, groovy man. I want, yeah, in the chat, everybody, give me the finger snaps. Let's let's see it. Do you know what one other weird thing about that first game too? Tommy Nance goes out there in the eighth or ninth inning, and he, two wild pitches in the oh, yeah. score the final oh, yeah. run in the two, exact same spot. Yeah, that ball was wasn't like, even close. Maybe it was magnetized. I don't know. I I was wondering because that's when they first st- that's when they started checking uh, people for foreign substances again, and I was like, oh, is Tommy Nance like that's what happens when Tommy Nance doesn't have uh, sunscreen on his fingers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to grip the ball? Yeah, I don't know what happened. That was, that was so that was, strange. It was almost like the same guy catching two foul balls or something on the stands. It was like an old fashioned pitch out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Except for Contreras wasn't told beforehand. Yeah, it, it yeah. really did. And then the other weird thing is like because we didn't see him yesterday, but that dude Karen Jack, uh, who closed the game yeah. for you, dude, what a weird delivery that guy has. It's so like, yeah, herky jerky, strange. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's the you know that's the best part of the team right now is the back end of the bullpen, Karen Jack and Shaw and Class A. Class A. Yeah, I like that guy. I mean, I just like his name. Class A. Class A. It's just like Jack A. Yeah, I mean, there's your Karen check, got a three ERA. Emmanuel Class A, though, this is the numbers are from before uh, this series uh, 28.2 innings pitched and a .94 earned run average. That's Cub like. I hope he's not playing Class A ball next year. But. <laughs> and Cal Quantrill. Uh, I I thought he was going to be a starter, but I guess he's just out of the he's, pen. He's been kind of an emergency starter. I mean, because they've had so many injuries, but uh, it, it hasn't gone hasn't gone great. So uh, yeah, he's but he's like kind of that long relief guy. Yeah, well, he, he's he's doing pretty well uh, out yeah. of the pen. So um, I'll put up the Cubs numbers real quick for this game too. Cubs strike out 12 times, uh, leave 21 on base total. Uh, Wisdom had a tough game, struck out four times. Jock Peterson struck out three times. So they were the the main culprits. And uh, we only got six hits and didn't score any runs. So that was pretty disappointing. The worst part about that is that, like, literally Wisdom and Peterson have been our best hitters for a few weeks now. And when they have seven strikeouts between them, that's rough. Yeah, they made a quarter of the outs. So, uh, and and then uh, you got not a quarter. Yeah, no, it is a quarter, right? E- each one of them, well, sort of. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the then the Indians they only had six hits, but they just capitalized on them and they took Alzali, who came back for the first time from injury, and I thought he pitched okay. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was just the home runs you you don't want to see you know i mean they they took him deep one was against the wind and the other one was with it and uh you know and then the bullpen was okay except for nance and that crazy wild pitch but even he struck out too and wick looked great struck out the side but i mean geez it's like uh, alzali three runs almost went the five innings the home runs kill you i don't know he's just working his way back from that injury so not too worried about it yeah and then, uh, all right, so game two, give me a poem. All right. Uh, Cub poem 74, Chicago 7, Cleveland 1. Eight straight for Kyle is great. Four and a six, stringing together hits. A few solo shots, 
Bull penis hot. And Cubs get to fly the W flag nice and high. That one was less recappy and more. That was just kind of. They're not a. Hey, I, I that game one. I was into that one, man. So I love that exp- one. You don't this, have to this one. This one. They're not all winners, people. They're not all winners. <laughs> you, you <laughs> right, it's not easy to win. Disappointment, you know. What's that, Gary? <laughs> What'd you it's say? Not easy to write. It's a lot easier to write about disappointment than, than victory. Anyway. It is, yeah. I mean, it's what it's what makes. Uh, I mean, I, it's so much easier to write a breakup song than an "I love you" song for me too. Yeah. Um, so, especially about that that girl from high school, <laughs> I wrote a lot of who broke up with me for God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was in Danny's death metal yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote a few songs about that. <laughs> Let me tell you about he that. He fucking went out. He put on Ace Freely makeup, and he started fucking just you know, <laughs> nights in Satan's service, baby. So uh, <laughs> again, the Cubs managed to strike out eleven times. Nine yeah. of them, nine of them though, were from uh, Eli Morgan. Struck out nine. It took till the fourth to get him. Cursed by Brian hit the home run. Uh, Hendo was out there looking good. Uh, you know, that's you said eight straight, and then. Um, you know, defense was good. Uh, Al- I like this Sergio Alcantara. I'm a I'm a fan. He hits a double. Ortega comes in. You know, but just these guys are really working as role players. And you know, I I don't want them starting every day. But when they get their shots, man, they're they look good. You know, Alcantara with that speed. He's he's got a lot going on. Um, and then then they set the table for Jock Peterson, who like plates two, knocks the ball the other way, which you love to see. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Javi hits a ground rule double. I guess a fan touched that ball. It, yeah. it, w- it actually would have gone into in, the stands, yeah. but a fan tried to grab it and then actually knocked it back out on the field. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Wilson, <laughs> Wilson comes up and, uh, knocks in two more. So yeah, it was just like they, they really got that, uh, going in the six, but it took all the way to the six to do it. And then they added but it, on, but at least they did it. They at, did at some point because, you know, uh, KB, uh, you know, sort of broke out with his, you know, his solo shot. And how many times have we seen this team like, oh, KB can hit a home run. Let's all hit home runs now. And yeah. They never, they don't do it. Like they just keep fucking flailing. And then to see them put together an inning where, you know, they put guys on, they move guys over, they brought them in. That's how the game is supposed to be played. The fucking home run derby doesn't work. And then right. it was later you get two more solo shots back-to-back from Contreras and uh, Wisdom. But it was all because they were already ahead. You know, there was no point in, like, fucking working around that shit. You know what I mean? Like, the the pressure was off. Pitchers were just trying to get through it. And uh, they gave him good pitches to hit because they got their asses handed to him in the sixth. Uh, Jack writes in, has KB ever hit a home run in the fourth against the Indians before? I don't know. Gary, do you remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, I like that out, huh? And, and just like in this game, that that run turned out to, you know, ultimately not be that big a deal because we needed all of them later. And as you said, Gary, you thought that uh, Kyle Hendricks was going to carve him up, and he pretty much did. I, I mean, he only goes the six innings, uh, 93 pitches. Uh, then it was the three-headed monster to close it out, Chafin, Tapera, Winkler, 
Uh, I would have actually liked to see Hendricks come out in the seventh, maybe not finish the seventh, but that's a tough call with Hendricks at 90 pitches. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's, I, I kind of feel bad for Ross right there trying to figure that out. Like, well, the game was still kind of close. If, I mean, if, yeah. you know, he pitches the sixth inning, then they score the runs. That's, That's the wrong true. game. Um, that, you know, uh, so, see, so they, but it, they probably had already told him he was done. You know what I mean? And then they scored the runs. If they had scored all those runs in the fifth, maybe they let him go the one more time, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's I mean, true. Yeah. Because, because Ross is sitting there. Out of what side of his mouth saying that we got to have our starters go deeper into games. <laughs> and then he pulls a Hendricks, your ace at 93 pitches. You're like, dude, like, let him at least get a, you know, get a batter or two out. See yeah, how the, I mean, see how the seventh goes, you but, know. But you're two. right, Danny. I'm sure they come off and they're like, you know, if you come up, we got to, you know, we got to put in a pitch hitter or we, you know, that's shut how, it down. That's how Ortega night. ended up. Yeah. That's how he was even in there. So, yeah. So, you know, it's, these are things you have to think about and actually work through and understand what the manager's doing when you have a National League game. Because if this was a fucking AL, nobody would have said shit and they'd have fucking let him pitch nine innings. That's <laughs> true. Gary, you were going to say something? Did he get pinch hit for in that inning? He did. He got hit pinch hit for oh, okay. by boy by Ortega, who ended up uh, getting on base and uh, setting the table for Jock to plate uh, both runs. I yeah, got a great. I got sense. a great. As I said, I got a great picture of Ortega sliding in too last night. I'm really loving my new camera. Um, and then you get the the uh, who put it, it was it Contreras put the fucking lotion in the basket center field and then. Wisdom followed it up. Um, hopefully, now he'll go on a tear in L.A. Wisdom last, was number 10. Yeah, last time Wisdom started hitting home runs, he hit like nine in a row pretty much. And so, like, and he hit a bunch out on the West Coast, right? I believe that's when he was hot. Yeah, when yeah, he was in San Francisco them. and San Diego. Because those are not, you know, Frisco and San Diego are not like home run ballparks. And he oh, was fucking anyway. putting them out. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, Josh asks, "What kind of camera?" It is a Canon. <laughs> you know, you know what question to ask. Danny is like, "I'll tell you all about it." Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, <laughs> is it here? Is the camera? It's right here. It is a Canon uh, D. No, SX five forty HS, and I I dig it, man. So, uh, so and then. Um, you know, I, so I was so drunk, I thought Craig Kimbrell had pitched in this game, but it was Dan Winkler. <laughs> I wrote down in the little, in the notes. I didn't even know. No, no, that was – you know, I, I didn't see the uh, – I, I guess I, I, my eyes saw the, the Kimbrell pterodactyl stance because yeah. I was probably standing like Kimbrell <laughs> standing, <laughs> right. you know, at that point, you know. You, you were the one that was sideways? Yeah, yeah, I was pretty much sideways, yeah. And then I was on the ground, so – um, so, uh, Gary, I just, I want to, you know, I'll let you go in a second, but, um, I just, I wanted to ask you, you know, what do you see for this team? What do you see for the Indians? Um, you know, you got a young ball club, you've turned over the roster from 2016. I mean, do, do you think that after what you've been watching, they're going to, they're going to add to this group or keep tinkering? I really think they should take a shot at it. Yeah. I mean, I think they... They either need to invest. They need to spend some money. You know, they either need a. They could even they could spend it on a on a bat, or they could even spend it on a starting pitcher. 
Um, yeah, it's you know, a tough, tough season for Cleveland because they're, they're four, yeah, they're four games out in the Central, and they're three games out in the wild card behind Tampa Bay. And uh-huh. uh, but that doesn't mean they're not doing good. They're actually doing really well. They okay, just happen solid, to be yeah. behind people. Yeah, I mean yeah, their payroll the, is nothing. The lowest in baseball, I believe. Six, well, I think the Pirates I think might Pittsburgh be, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Lowest in the league. But yeah, you got it's it's like sixty million dollars. You have room to take on some salary. Right. I wonder. I wonder if the Cubs would decide to tr- – because the Indians got some prospects. They got all these young players. The Cubs, we don't know if uh, similarly if they'll be in sell mode or buy mode because we're you know just going to play the central to even ourselves. So right. – uh, and, you know, they're not going to – and they've got a bunch of guys in one-year deals. So I wonder, you say the Indians need an outfield bat. Guess who's been playing a lot of outfield? Chris Bryant. You know, it's just like – Guess he seems to like uh, progressive field. Chris Bryant, yeah. <laughs> so I, I wonder. I wonder if they. If, I mean, that would be the real white flag. But you know, we we kind of threw in the towel before the season even started, in a way, because we traded you Darvish and our backup catcher Victor Caratini. So like, we're just sitting there being like, wait, the, we're waiting. The two things the Cubs one hundred percent need right now. Like, if anybody ever said, what do the Cubs need to get right now? It's a fucking top notch starting pitcher and a backup catcher. And if we had those two things, we'd be set for the rest of the season. Well, maybe you want one more pitcher. I want one more pitcher. But we'd be much better off than we are. We, You might have enough to do something because at least you got a one-two punch. That's a lot of extra pressure to put on Kyle Hendricks to be the ace of the staff. And, you know, I it, I think you could have done a lot better. Uh, yeah, obviously. You know, you got you Darvish on your team. You're a better freaking ball club. Like, that is that is the most obvious thing I'm going to say all night. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's oh, your no, obvious I mean, T-shirt. If you Darvish is on your team, you've got a better ball club. It's really long and it's convoluted, but. I think with Hendricks, you really got a, you know, you really got a superstar there. I mean, I, I, I was looking at him. I thought he was like 34 or something. He doesn't even turn 32 until the end of the year. Um, he's just, puts, I, even though he's, he's not, you know, he's obviously not the flashiest guy around, but. He, I, he's I got he, the kind of stuff that he'll, he could pitch till he's 45. Yeah, exactly. The Moyer, you know, Maddox, that kind of pitcher. Yeah. So. Um, and then uh, the last question I want to ask you before we let you go is uh, name. They're going. They're the Cleveland baseball team right now. So oh, yeah. What are you hearing about that? I mean, are you going to go Spiders? Are they voting on it in town? Like, what does your mom say? She's such a big Indians fan. Like, how does she feel about it? I mean, you know, she's not thrilled about it just because it's the only name they've had for her seventy-plus year. Oh, Gary's mom is like, they should stay the Indians. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Gary's like, mom, mom, no, seriously. (laughs) Let's move on. No, like, she she understands why they have to change, but uh, (laughs) I I was trying to sell her on spiders. Um, I think I meant to look that up for you. I I love spiders, like the name spiders, plus there are so many goddamn good logos that come with that. Spiders are just cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot and of, they, like I said, they look like a big baseball 
you know, right under a little baseball, if you, you know. Another one I liked was the, legs on the, yes, the, yes. the Cleveland Rocks. I thought that'd be kind of fun. You know, Cleveland Rocks, Hello. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know. Eric, Eric Wade Ginter wants to go with Cleveland Crackers. Yeah, that probably won't work out. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the Cleveland Rocks, I don't think, works because of the Rockies, though, right? Oh, uh, that's true, yeah. But the Rockies is a mountain, and rocks are rocks. And, well, rocks rocks also means, like, to rock. Right. Well, maybe call it the yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland Rock. Then they rocks, get Rockers. Their mascot is just some guy who dresses up like a piece of dolomite or something, or <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Quartz is coming out. <laughs> that, that's in, instead of having like the presidents, it's quartz versus granite versus shale. I don't know what the fuck else. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you you are pro spider. I'm pro spider. Yeah, I think it's it would be. Pretty pretty unique. Pinkus uh, says, "Go back to the naps." I mean, do we really want to invoke Napoleon Langeway? <laughs> That's how you say his name. I believe so. Langeway. Yeah. I always called him Napoleon Lajoy. Yeah, but I think it's Langeway. Okay. I always said Lahui. I thought, I, I, thought, I thought he was Spanish. Jo- Josh D was a call the Cleveland corned beef. I'd be for that. That'd be that'd be nice. What food is Cleveland known for? Not really. Any. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there should be like the that could be the Cleveland the the midges. Those the the little insects that come off the lake and oh yeah attack Java Chamberlain. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That that would be awesome if they did do that, and then they actually had a logo that showed Jabba Chamberlain being attacked. By those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I've I've been a fan of uh, calling it the Cleveland Steamers, and I think that would really <laughs> yeah. I think that would work out good for most people. So well, maybe they could be the Steamroller, and then it could be the nickname. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they used to be a Steamroller a hundred years ago. So they were. I think that was – was that baseball or was that NFL maybe? Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Somewhere. Well, anyway, I, I'm, I'm open, I guess. You know, it's a, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. What the hell? You know. Well, they're going to do it anyway regardless as of what As long as it's Cleveland, I think is what you're saying. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want them to move to uh, yeah. Columbus. Yeah. Well, no, actually, that would work great. Oh. Gary, Gary's from Columbus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It'd be even better. Never mind. Yeah. Almost to be alright, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, not. I don't know. Yeah, not Buffalo. So, well, thanks for coming yeah. out, Gary. Letting us know all about the Indians and stuff. And uh, let's hang out soon. Play some games or something. A little little Raider Bay fishing action or something. Get yeah. together. We got yeah. we got we got some late night games coming up with the Dodgers. So I I can see one of those nights being maybe a little Raider Bay action. Okay, nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Later, Gary. It's summertime, and you know what that means. It's barbecue time. So why aren't you ordering from Sunranto's sponsor, Kansas City Steaks? Kansas City Steak Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. So go visit KansasCitySteaks.com, and you get 15% off your order and free shipping 
with code SD, Sam David at checkout, SD, sports drink at checkout. From classic cut steaks to USDA Prime to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse-quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash-frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter-tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to kansascitysteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD, sports drink SD, at checkout. That's kansascitysteaks.com, code SD. And we thank Kansas City Steaks for sponsoring this podcast. Now, I wish they would send me some steaks, but, uh, you know, I guess they're going to have to try to send me money and then I'll buy the steaks. But damn it, I always lose at this. KansasCitySteaks.com. I miss Gary. Gary Gary needs to move back to Chicago. He moved to stupid Seattle. It's like, what are you, freaking Kurt Cobain? You're not freaking, like, go put on a flannel and, and play some shoegazer <laughs> rock, you asshole. So, um, all right, we wanted to do a little thing because it was quite the week for Where Are They Now? So I, I, I asked Michael to come up with a little Where Are They Now? Um, so I will, I will in one second play the theme song for that as soon as I find it. <laughs> Where the hell is it? And I can't find it. Did I accidentally throw it away? I'll oh, no. To, I'll just have to sing it. Where are they now? Oh, here it is. Where are they now? It, it it brings a tear to my eye every time I see it. This is going to be a sad version of it. Of yeah. where are they now, too, I think. Well, this yeah, this is the segment where we look at the guys who left in the offseason, our heroes, our, the, the people that we loved having on the team, and uh, compare them to the guys that we got instead. So let's kick it off with uh, Jack Peterson versus Kyle Schwarber. Um, so the last time that we did this, about a month ago, uh, Peterson had like four home runs, 34 hits, you know, uh, 236 batting average, you know, all of that has gone up, which of course home runs has to, or stay the same, but, uh, 11 home runs since then. So pretty good, right? Like, you know, he, he drops seven more home runs. Uh, he's got 16 more hits. The, he is zero walks in the last month. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah. Weird. That, that was really weird. Uh, 19 strikeouts, but his batting average is up uh, like nine points, like 243, seven points. But his OBP is down probably because no walks, 303 OBP. But his slugging is up 469 because of those homers for a 759 OPS, which is, you know, like 70 points higher than he was. So. He'll take I mean, it. honestly, that that looks pretty good. You know, he was at a certain point, and uh, he seems to be getting better. Uh, but then we go, we look at Kyle Schwarber, Ugh. and uh, a month ago he had nine home runs, 
Now he's got 19 home runs. Oh, my God. 10 homers in the last month for the guy. Uh, 16 more hits, like the same amount of hits. But he went from 18 walks to 25 walks. So he's still walking. Uh, but 77 strikeouts. 22 oh my God. strikeouts in the month. <laughs> so he's easily in there. His batting average has gone up one point. His uh, OBP, though... Uh, went from 269 nice. to 323. That's up. And his slugging went from 394 to 522. And now he's at an 845 OPS. So last time we looked at these guys, the OPS, Jack Peterson was winning. Uh, overall, it looked like the Cubs had won the trade. A month later, the Cubs have lost the trade. Yeah. And uh, I just looked to see where Schwarber was maybe on the uh, strikeout list. He's not even in the top 10. Um, Baez is number one. I was going to say, Baez has like 90. He's got 97. Right. But he's also got uh, how many homers and, you know, RBIs. Yeah. He's going to end the year with like the weirdest stat line ever. Robert Sanchez says mostly batting leadoff as well as Schwarber. Yeah, well, apparently in Washington you can bat leadoff. Yeah, well, he can. Uh, yeah. That's that's really frustrating. Like that that once again feels like a total. I mean, I like Jock Peterson. I think he's doing a good job. I don't understand. I understand we don't need Jock Peterson and Kyle Schwarber on this team. I but why not? Why not just keep Kyle Schwarber? Is beyond me. It, uh, the the money was a wash. Basically, the money was a wash. They just let a guy who had a ton of history with this team go away and a different guy, which the yeah. big thing was, could Jock hit lefties? But, um, I think that's still a little bit of a question, but he's doing a lot better than some people thought he would. Well, and I'll say this too much uh, too about the Kyle Schwarber thing. I mean, maybe he's doing this right now because a tra- change of scenery did him good. But at the at the same time, it's like I asked um, Johnny today. I was texting with him because uh, Kyle Schwarber actually tied the game with a home run today. Um, Didn't he and, hit like three home runs the other day? Yeah, yeah. Some he's shit. just he's out of control right now. I mean, he's just having an awesome season. Johnny loves it. And I'm like, well, congratulations, asshole. And then, uh, but the the thing that's um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. Oh, yeah, Johnny. I, I said, I go, Johnny, are you going to um, trade him? Because, you know, Nationals are, you know, they're all the rumors are going to trade Scherzer, even though his, the back end of his contract is bad, and that they might trade. You know, if they got a bat like Schwarber knocking the cover off the ball and, like, somebody like the Indians could use a bat, you know what I mean? Maybe Schwarber yeah. goes over there. And how Gary like, said how, they need an outfielder with the bat, right? Yeah. And I saw how much, how pissed off are you going to be when the Cubs couldn't get a deal done for Schwarber for all those years that you had him? Let him go for nothing, and then the Indians do a little rental situation, and then are able to, or, or the Nationals are do a little rental situation, able to trade his ass. Yeah. And we and we never could. How annoying is that going to be? Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's bad enough how it happened to us, but to follow this trail to where he's going to end up playing for Cleveland, and if he wins the World Series with Cleveland, holy shit, that would be crazy. Yeah, it really would. Um, so I'm looking at Jock's 
splits right now. I mean, he's obviously worse against lefties. He's got no – all of his homers are for, against righties. He only has one extra base hit against lefties. And he really actually hasn't seen him all that much. He's only 46 plate appearances versus lefties. So the Cubs are pretty much using him in a similar way to the way the Dodgers did, which is not well, really letting him bat as much, but maybe a little bit more, but not much. And now that I think about it, Danny, uh, I mean, you remember preseason, they told us there were no lefties in the league and the Cubs would not be batting against lefties. And then we saw nothing but lefties for a month. Yeah. There are no more lefties left. Like, I, I'm trying to think last time we, I noticed that we went well, up against the lefties. We're facing I'm sure, I'm sure it happened yeah. just recently, and I'm just not thinking of it. Yeah, well, we're facing Clayton Kershaw, so we're facing a couple lefties uh, against the Dodgers. Right. Okay. So, well, and, and he's get. Let me just say, J- Jack Peterson has a five thirty eight versus an eight seventeen <laughs> OPS left to, to right against lefties versus righties. So wow. it's not great. It's not good. Um, okay. Who who else you got? Okay. So uh, they dumped John Lester unceremoniously. They would not give him any leeway. Uh, so then they went and they picked up Jake Arrieta to replace John Lester in our hearts and minds. Uh, a month ago, Arietta was at a 441 ERA at 51 pitches, 51 innings pitched, 51 hits, 25 earned runs, nine home runs given up, 20 walks, 41 Ks. Mm. A month later, he is up over an entire run, 545 ERA now. Only pitched 15 innings in that month. Ugh. Given up 20 hits. He's given up uh, 15 more earned runs. 15 earned runs in, in a month. 15 innings. Wow. <laughs> That's not, not good. good. 14 of those, or no, no, no. Five of those have been uh, home runs. Uh, only seven walks. Not bad. Uh, and. 15 strikeouts, 15 extra strikeouts. It's not good. He's slowed way down, and a lot of it is because he can't go deep into games. Yeah. So he can't add up those numbers very well. Uh, John Lester, on the other hand, uh, last month the Cubs had won this trade because John Lester had a 488 ERA. Uh, He had only pitched 31 innings, 38 hits, 17 earned runs, 5 home runs, 11 walks, 23 Ks. You know, it it didn't look great for John. A month later, he is at a 396 ERA, 50 innings pitched. He's pitched 19 innings this last month. Uh, he did give up almost, uh, you know, he gave up 17 more hits, you know, and five more earned runs, but that's not bad over a month. And uh, three more home runs. Only six more walks, and he struck out twelve more batters. That's those are slow numbers, but the big one is that three ninety six ERA. The fact that he is dropped. Well, Arietta went up over one run. John Lester has gone almost an entire run down in his earned run average. So yeah, Lester's like Nash, pitching better. I mean, he's still not taking. He's not eating that many innings, but you know he's he's definitely pitching better than Jake is right now. And I don't know. I I actually wish that this. I I wish if you had to choose between Lester and Jake, I wish we had Lester still. 
you know. Yeah. Jake had already left. You know, it's it was interesting to have him back, but now it's like it's ugly. And it, and honestly, Jake had a pretty good month in like May, but June's been terrible for him. Yeah. All right. How about uh, the final pair? Oh, here we go. And this one is the only one that was a true trade for trade. Zach Davies for you, Darvish. <laughs> so, oh. Davies, this guy's just been the the model of consistency. Four sixty five ERA a month ago, he's got a four sixty six ERA now. So, like, no change. He's, he's just the same. Good guy. games in there. He's got some stinkers. Yep, uh, he's pitched twenty three innings over the last month. I. Uh, Given up 17 hits, 18 hits, you know, only, only given up 12 earned runs over that time. Like that's, that's not bad. Like he's putting it together. Uh, only two home runs this month that he's given up. That's good. Uh, he's walked nine and he's struck out 16. That's not great either. No, <laughs> Over no. 23 innings, he struck out 16 guys. Yeah. But at least he got through 23 innings this month. No. And didn't raise his ERA. He's just – we know who he is. Yeah. The, the Cubs have to score at least four runs if he's pitching. Yeah. There's, there's no way around it. All right. And that's versus you, Darvish. Ugh. Which – uh, he became this this week. You know, congratulations, you. He became the fastest pitcher in the history of baseball to get to fifteen hundred strikeouts. So I could totally see why they didn't really want him. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is nothing special. Why do you want a strikeout guy? Uh, he he sucks though, ERA wise. Like his ERA has gone up from two sixteen to two fifty. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why they still have him on the roster. He's yeah, terrible. I'm surprised he didn't get DFA'd. Yeah, he's uh, he has pitched twenty four innings over the month. All right, that's about the same as Zach. Yeah, only given up fifteen more hits over that time, uh, and nine earned runs over that time. 22 walks versus 16 that he had a month ago. So six walks. And he went from uh, 79 strikeouts a month ago to 108. Oh, my God. This month. So, wow. (laughs) That's almost 30 strikeouts this month. Oh, Jesus. Basically. That's how you get to 1,500 Ks faster than anybody else. Well, there's no surprise that we lost that trade. uh, Yeah, so... A month ago, we had won two out of three trades. Now we lost them all. Now we've lost them all. Yeah, we've lost all the trades. <laughs> oh, God. Where are they now? The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Please become a Patreon patron. It's how we keep the lights on at the podcast. It's why I'm bugging you right now. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join up 
and become a patron. You get the show early and ad-free with your own RSS feed. You get access to all of our show notes, including the matchups for the coming series and uh, some of our show elements that show, like, you know, the batters and how they do against that pitcher and stuff like that. All that stuff is all included with the Patreon feed. Uh, It's basically screenshots of what I do off Baseball Reference. But, you know, it's still useful information. And um, at the $5 level, you get all the music and the photography that I take at uh, the ballpark. And I just want to mention this. I just had to buy my old camera. Took a crap. So I had to buy a new camera. And now I'm I'm now 300 bucks. Right? That's like a month of Patreon just about right there. So help me buy a new camera. Help me buy the tickets and beer for Crawley and Michael and me and everybody else that comes on this show. It costs a lot of money to make this show. And uh, you should help pay for it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. At the $10 level... You get your name at the end of the show as a super ranter and a super supporter. Another thing that happens is you can join the super ranter group if you join Sunranto Patreon's uh, campaign. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons to do it. There's really very few not to. It only costs you like 10 bucks a year uh, just to help us keep the lights on at the show. So support us uh, and uh, we'll support you by uh, continuing to make this show. All right. that's it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. And I will also tell you this. Use our StubHub link. It's Sunranto.com slash StubHub. And uh, we get paid every time you buy tickets through there. So help us out that way too. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You got to get this done, people. Otherwise, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to quit. And then you won't have a show to listen to. Ta. Fat chance. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You wouldn't be hearing this if you had subscribed. Those people never hear shit like this. Only you do. Um, And the other freeloaders that don't help out the show. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Help us out. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. I can't even say it. Actually, do what you want. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. We don't have to hear the whole thing. (laughs) Just, uh... All right, well, we got the Dodgers. This is not going to get any easier. This team is in second place right now in the NL West. They're 44 and 29. They're behind the Giants, who are still kind of surprisingly up there. I mean, guess that team's for real. Nobody picked them. Uh, they're three games behind San Francisco. Yeah, whoever has that, like winning the division bet uh, in Vegas is they're looking good right now. They're looking great. So uh, Trevor Bauer's pitching tonight, so we don't have to deal with his ass. So that's good. Uh, they're playing the Padres right now, and um, uh, then um, and they and they obviously don't have a day off when we do. So our bull, hopefully this is a shit show of a game. They got to use everybody in their bullpen. They come stumbling in tomorrow, and we're able to take game one. Um, so they're playing two games behind their Pythagorean theorem. Uh, the Cubs swept them at Wrigley, outscored them seventeen to nine. Uh, in three games, there were two one-run wins. Uh, there was a doubleheader because of a rainout to us two seven-inning games. You remember how exciting that was? The Cubs were terrible at the time, and they swept the Dodgers. The Dodgers, and, we're like, and we're like, huh? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the two of the games uh, went extra innings, uh, in, well, including one of the one of the seven-inning. Bullshit doubleheader games went extra innings, so it got to nine innings anyway. Yeah, but it was and, still extra. And game three went eleven, so there was actually, <laughs> t- even though there was two seven inning games, they ended up playing twenty seven innings. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, f- fuck you, Rob Manfred. Uh, we're playing 27. So, uh, and if you remember, Rizzo walked off the one, um, and, uh, the, and they won game two, seven to one. So they kind of kicked their butts. Uh, Corey Seager is hurt, and Corey Knebel's hurt. Um, Dustin May's out for the season. So, you know, they won the World Series last year, So they're, but that was a stupid 60-game season. So, you know, they've probably got a bit of the hangover thing going on, but, you know, it's not showing up that much because they got uh, 44 wins right now. Um, their offense is better than the Cubs. Their OPS is sixth in the majors, 46 point higher than the Cubs. This, the Cubs, this team's going to end up like that. The Cubs team that won 95 games and missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cubs have hit seven more home runs though. Uh, they're fifth in the league. Uh, 10th, all solo shots, by the way. Uh, fifth in the league and the Dodgers are 10th. So they're not really knocking it off the, the cover off the ball like they were before. The Dodgers, however, walk more than anybody. And Cubs love walking guys. So we'll see how that works. Uh, the Cubs are just averaging walks. Cubs have the fifth most strikeouts, whereas the Dodgers are average. Cubs are ninth in stolen bases. Dodgers have the fifth fewest, so they won't be running. The Dodgers have scored the second most runs in the majors behind the Astros. So the most in the NL, the Cubs are 15th in the majors. So if you take a look kind of at their their offense here, you know, I I mean, when I I look back at that series, I think the answer is going to be don't pitch to Max Muncy. Like Max Muncy, he leads the team with home runs in 14. Um, he's got a 942 OPS. Max Muncy is not the guy you think is going to give you fits, but boy, does he give the Cubs fits. Justin Turner's got 12 dongs. Chris Taylor's got 10 dongs. Um, and Albert Pujols is on this team now. So, and he's got an OPS over eight right now. Yeah. Um, and, and he plays first base. Yep. Will Smith. 848 OPS, Max Muncy 942, Chris Taylor 853. I mean, they got like Mookie Betts 820, Justin Turner 853. Uh, I mean, they got some good hitters on this team. And I mean, once they get Corey Seager back, I mean, yeah, they've but, been a little banged up, but yeah. But Albert Pools, that's the definition of you don't like, they don't care. You don't need a DH. If you're a good hitter, or even if you're the fucking ghost of a formerly good hitter, they'll find a spot for you to play somewhere on that field so that you can go out and try and hit home runs again. And then the pitching, uh, the Dodgers have a better team ERA. They got the third best in the majors. Uh, the Cubs have the 12th best team ERA, so pretty average. But the Cubs' bullpen is still number one as far as giving up runs, 263 to the Dodgers, 376. So this is definitely a situation which you want to get some, you want to get to their pen if you can. Um, not that they're bad, but they are weaker than the, the Cubs pen and they're weaker than their starters. Uh, the Cubs bullpen has the third most walks. The Dodgers like walking. Uh, the Dodgers are pretty average in giving up the base on balls. Cubs are second with strikeouts. Dodgers have the seventh fewest, so they don't got a lot of swing and miss out of that pen. Um, and then uh, the Cubs and Dodgers are actually tied for the third fewest homers given up out of the bullpen. Uh, so don't look for that. And the Cubs bullpen has held opponents to a 188 batting average, which is Bull- number one in the majors. 
Bull penis, good. Yeah, our bull penis, good. And um, the Dodgers, two seventeen uh, batting average is fourth. So Cubs are Cubs are head and shoulders. The only team holding with their bullpen holding other teams to, to a batting average below the Mendoza line of two hundred. So. Uh, let's take a look at their bullpen. Obviously, Kenley Jansen, 18 saves, 152 ERA. You do not want the ball to get into his hands if you can help it. He's, he's held hitters to a .98 batting average, just minuscule. Um, he's already pitched 29 innings. There are other guys taking a lot of innings out of the pen. Is Blake Trinan. He's got a two eighty nine. Victor Gonzalez is taking a lot of innings. It is kind of weird, though, to see that the closer has the most innings pitched in the bullpen. Yeah, it's strange to see. I mean, he might be doing some two-inning saves. Um, He'll walk you, though. 19 walks in those 29 innings. So uh, Victor Gonzalez, Jimmy Nelson, those are all their guys having really good years. Didn't Jimmy Nelson used to start for the Brewers? For the Brewers, yeah, he did. And then David Price is pitching out of the pen on this team. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. Is, isn't David Price hurt? Mm, I have no idea. He was. Uh, May 11th, close to returning to, from injury. So I guess he's back. I don't know when the last time he pitched is, though. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, they don't, uh, they don't suck. The pen does not suck. And um, if they have a lead, they got guys to keep them having the lead. Their defense is average. They got a league average errors. Cubs have five fewer. Uh, the Cubs have almost double the double plays. Double 60, the double plays. Yeah, sixty-four double plays to the pot, the Dodgers thirty-eight, and that's dead last in the major leagues. Well, I mean, that's what comes from I think having a Javi Baez. A healthy, generally healthy Javi Baez at shortstop and having a Corey Seager who's constantly hurt yeah, not being there. So, but the Dodgers' dur is uh, six point dur. higher than the Cubs at 718. Dur, 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 dur. And of course, Say that backwards, it's red. Dur. <laughs> Uh, and of course the weather's going to be LA, so it's not going to rain, you know, look at that. It's just 75, 77, 81, uh, or at seven o'clock their time, the first two on Thursday and Friday at nine, 10 central time. And, uh, then we got two stupid, we got a Fox game with Joe Buck probably. And then we got an ESPN game. With a rod, with a rod, so brutal um, on su- on Sunday, and um, so take the your... weekend off, folks. Yeah, so, <laughs> just, yeah, just phone in. We'll we'll put out a podcast. Uh, we'll we'll be here uh, like noon on Monday or some shit. If you really want to find out what happened in those games, save your ears. Go out and do something wonderful. Exactly. So uh, Zach Davies, he's going out there again. He's four and four with a four sixty six. He did not face LA earlier this year, but last time he was totally shitty against Miami. He gave up eight runs and six innings on seven hits, two home runs. He was bad. But the time of two times before that, he was good. And then the time before that, he was bad. And then he was, I mean, just inconsistent. He had a bad April, a good May. I don't know what we're going to get out of Zach. I don't know what I'm going to see when I go to the ballpark and he's pitching. You know what I mean? Well, here, here's the good news. If you go back to that last graphic, it looks like he gives up a bunch of shit. And then he goes back to being good. And then he gives up a bunch of shit. Like, at first, it was just all shit. 
Then it got pretty good. Then it was then, all good. And now it's just like shit. Then it's like good, sandwich. Good shit. Yeah, it's sandwich there a little bit. So yeah, let's I hope let's hope uh, against the Dodgers uh we get the bread on the shit sandwich. No, 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 the meat on the shit sandwich. Sorry. Yeah, Jordan Sipe also uh, put, puts out here, both games started about 6 o'clock on game three and four for the Fox ones. But um, And uh, so Dodgers versus, uh, I mean, this is the good news. Besides Justin Turner and Cody Bellinger, everybody else kind of sucks against them. You know what I mean? Chris Taylor's batting 200, A.J. Pollock 125, Austin Barnes 125. Like, Muncie doesn't really see it well. So, like, I maybe have a little bit of hope here. Muncie hasn't had a lot of opportunities, so that yeah. still scares me. Same with Mookie Betts. I mean, those are still yeah. the two guys that are One just for six. frightening. Yeah. yeah. Pujols, though, 0 for 4. I mean, you know. There might be enough in in here that Zach they might not like the slow shit. That's all I'm saying. And then uh <laughs> well, they're gonna get a lot of it. Yeah. Well, this is well, they're not seeing Kyle Hendricks, but they will see Alec Mills. Now, but let me also mention all well, these games. Arietta is not fast. He's not, especially to the plate. Uh the uh I uh, in the I none of these are announced. Sorry for stuttering. I was like, it, oh, oh. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> the, last night's hangover. Hover. Oh god, I can't talk anymore. Like you know, when you get to that point where you're like, all right, I'm spent. I got to go to bed. <laughs> like I'm pretty much there, but we got to get through the show. Um, yeah. Uh, none of these are announced. None of these Dodgers pitchers are announced. I'm just guessing based upon where it would line up. Walker Bueller would take game one, and he pitched pretty well against the Cubs on May fifth. That was uh, – he went six innings, two runs, struck out eight, and gave up one home run. I uh, see you've got in here they're giving away a Cody Bellinger MVP bobblehead at the stadium. Yeah, they're giving away a bobblehead. And the, the Cubs are still making excuses to not do shit. They won't give my tie a brick. They won't give away bobbleheads anymore. Like, yeah, we were talking about that at the game last week. The Cubs stopped giving shit away. What do you think that's about? I, I think – that Uh-oh. they're like, all right, we're using COVID as an excuse to do what the hell we want, not give anything to our fans if we can avoid it. Um, and including a, a good baseball team, you know, that can consistently <laughs> yes. win, you know, the starting pitcher or anything, you know. Um, so uh, Bueller, last time he went out there, struck out 11, but it was against Arizona, who sucks. Uh, it's, he went uh, into the eighth inning, only gave up two runs on two hits. Uh, he's very good. And the time before that, he didn't get. Two times before that against Pittsburgh and Texas, he didn't give up any runs. So he's a good pitcher, is all I have to say. Uh, and uh, let's see, Javi Baez has gone deep on him, uh, but he's only hitting 200, and he's seen him the most. Uh, you know, Bryant, you know, has only seen him nine times, got a couple knocks off him, nothing exciting, a double. So uh, Cubs haven't seen him a lot, uh, you know. There's, I mean, they're, they're batting 241 and 54 total at bats. So it's just like, there's really nothing to see here. Um, Mariznick has a dog off of him. So that's exciting. And then uh, game two, uh, this one's also at 910. Jake Arietta is unfortunately going to go out there. He was absolute dog shit against Miami last time. Six runs, only four earned. He did manage to strike out five. Um, but, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's not good. I mean, ever yet it was decent in April, and then it's real been. It's really besides that one start against 
you Darvish, which thank God we at least won that game. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it hasn't been good. So, uh, and he did not face the Dodgers when they came to town. And here's how the Dodgers do off him. Max Muncy kicks his ass. So two home runs he's got off him and 10 at-bats, uh, batting 400. Uh, Corey Seager, good thing he's not going to be there. He's four for eight with a dong. So, um, yeah, they they – I mean, it's a bit of a mixed bag against Jake. Uh, Albert Pujols said, I did not consider this. 0 for 7 versus Jake. I mean, that's the old Jake, but. But still. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's that's kind of what we're looking Somebody at Somebody doesn't like that crossfire uh, delivery, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think Tony Gonsolin's going to go out there. He's not he's like an opener kind of type uh, he's not he's pitched into the fourth a few times giving up one run every single time he's gone out there only three times ninth 14th 20th i saw his arm was hurting him the other day so maybe they're gonna use somebody else uh as i said none of this is announced the only person that's faced him is rafael ortega and he's over two so nothing to see alec mills is gonna go out there in game three and uh he also did. He pitched against the Dodgers on May fifth as well. He actually finished that game, uh, pitched two innings, did not do great, gave up two runs. Neither one of them were earned, uh, but he only had one strikeout in those two innings. So, uh, and the Cubs ended up winning six to five. So, no harm, no foul. Dodgers haven't seen him much. Uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing to see here. Only nine total at bats. So. No no uh, home runs, though. Max Muncy has a double, of course. So watch out for Max Muncy. I'm telling you. Max Muncy. Do not pitch to Muncy. Don't you wish we, we've only ever seen it one time? And that was that series versus the Nationals when Joe Madden just uh, walked Harper, Harper the yeah. entire time. Don't you wish they would just choose one person to do that to? Yeah. And you don't even have to pitch to him anymore. You can just fucking be like, just tell him beforehand. Just have him walk. Don't even put on your shit. Just walk straight from the dugout to first base. You don't even have to yeah. go out to the, yeah, just, the plate. Yeah. We'll tell you right now. So uh, Mills is going against uh, Julio Urias, and uh, he sucked last time out against the Padres. He gave up six runs in four innings. And, uh, you know, he's had a few starts like that. He gave up six against San Francisco. But, uh, you know, he's good for five or six innings, maybe. But he's definitely their weakest link as far as these starters go. And uh, the Cubs, you know, they don't mind it either. Hayward's got a dong off of him. Javier Baez got a dong. Bryant's got a dong. So, and, uh, you know, they're batting well against them. we got some base hits mixed in there. Not a lot of strikeouts. So, I'm, I like our chances in that Saturday game, Mills Urias. But the, what a what a game of the week with just like kind of two somewhat mediocre pitchers. <laughs> you know what I mean? On Saturday night for everybody to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then uh, in the other game of the week, Adbert Alzali is going to get his chance on the big stage, and uh, he did pitch against LA back on May fifth. Everybody pitched on May fifth, it seems. Um, gave up two runs on three hits, struck out seven through five. 79 pitches. I remember kind of complaining that they didn't let him go longer in that game because he was pitching pretty well. And then um, the Dodgers only have that one game worth of at-bats versus him. Max Muncie took him deep. Surprise, surprise. Got a home run off of him is what I'm saying. But everybody else kind of stunk. Gavin Lux had a double. Not much to see here. 
Clayton Kershaw, our old friend, is going out there. We saw him for one of the worst starts of his career. Uh, just terrible. He gives he only goes one inning in the Cubs seven to one win on May fourth. He gives up. Uh, he gives up uh, four hits, four runs, two strike. I mean, they two walks. Like he was just total dog shit, and uh, they pulled him after one inning. It was freaking awesome. And here's why: the Cubs hit him well. Yeah. Look at look at Brizzo. That each one has two two home runs off of him. They're both batting four hundred off of uh, Kershaw. Baez with a home run, batting 364. Contreras with a home run, batting 375. So it's looking good. The one uh, the one who sucks against them is, is Hayward. He's only one for seven. And, you know, I, I think he gets – I mean, Hayward's not terrible against lefties, but um, he's terrible yeah, against he, Clayton Kershaw. He, he won't be out there. I mean, they'll have Chris Bryant out in right, and they'll have Wisdom at third. And, you know, Wisdom doesn't have a bat against him, and they don't know what they're going up against. West Coast Wisdom, baby. Yeah, I mean, Ian Happ probably won't be in this game either. Over five, five Ks <laughs> against Kershaw. That's rough. <laughs> so, Jack, Jack Peterson is just like, sweet. I get a fucking start because there's because even Happ sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Mariznick in center, Peterson at left, KB at uh, right. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, it's I, I hate well, these unless uh, unless we get the fucking you know Sogard at second and fucking Ortega at third. Sunday some night bullshit. baseball, yeah, some bullshit. Get no baton behind the base, yeah. behind the fucking plate. Well, you gotta you gotta rest up because you know we're on one of those uh, you know those good old fashioned uh, L.A. to Milwaukee road trips. So you know it's like you got a game and against the Brewers on Monday, you got a night game on the Sunday. Then you're going to be on the plane late, and then you're going to get to stupid Milwaukee time change and everything. So yeah. then you lose hours coming coming uh, east. So it just it sucks, man. It's like this is not going to be fun. Um, West Coast road trips aren't fun anyway. And then you add like Milwaukee on top of it, where we got to go play them and fight for first place if the we're still even in it. The good thing about Milwaukee right now, though, is that we just got into the. Uh, no sticky ball era, right? Yeah. And Milwaukee is known for not necessarily for sticky ball, for high spin rates, right? Milwaukee is a fucking champ spin rate team. So it'll be interesting in, you know, whatever, a half a week, what happens to that, you know, that rotation, what's going on with them when they can't, Stick it to us, I guess. <laughs> All right, uh, temperature check. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> West Coast Road Trip, how are you feeling about it? Or four games set in LA. That's weekend series. That's tough, man. It, Which- I, you know what? It is tough, but you know what? I'm going to go three and one Cubs. Cubs win three. Wow. Uh, which yeah. one? Which one do they lose? I think that they lose the uh, Jake Arrieta start against nobody. Fucking nobody. We don't. Nobody has any clue who's going to be out there. It's going to be a fucking like a, a bullpen start or some bullshit. 
and Arietta is just not going to be able to pull it out. Yeah, I I think if the Cubs win tomorrow, like I think they got to establish this right away and get out there. And Zach Davies needs to pitch well. I think you know if they can establish it, and they and they got the uh, Dodgers up there flailing away at the slow stuff, and that looks good, and it looks like that plays, and the Cubs like offense decides to show up, you know, like they did last night. Then I think we got a good shot at t- as doing exactly what you said. But if we lose tomorrow, we lose three or four. Yeah, Jor- Jordan Sipe agrees with us. Three and one. Jake's start is the loss. Well. You know, in, if we win tomorrow, we take three or four. If we lose tomorrow, we lose three or four. That's the way I'm saying it's going to go. Okay. See, I don't think it'll be that bad. But, um, you know, if we lose, it's, you know, 2-2. Two, two. But the Cubs tend to do well against name, you know, big-name pitchers. You know, you got Bueller. You got, you know. Your, Bueller your and Kershaw are the big Urias ones. is not, you know, a big name. But he is definitely known and uh, Kershaw, it's it's the unknown, the unknown in game two that they will just show up flat for. Well, like that Indians do that nine freaking strikeouts in like five innings. It's like they were swinging on like pigs. They couldn't get anything done. It was disgusting. I was well, disgusted. It's almost like they think this is a no name dude. Let's just go. Let's let's just tee off on him. Yeah, you know, instead of you know, work instead of go, this is a no name dude. Let's make him work his fucking ass off and throw us 12 pitches every at bat. Yeah. Jordan Sipe says the Cubs seem to play up or down to their opponent. Totally agree. Yep. Um, Lil Yumper asked, has there been any word on Duffy? Duffy. We haven't heard about, I mean, who we're hearing about is Horner might. Horner back. is supposed, but Horner will not come straight back to the Cubs. He will go to Iowa first. Yeah, is what I'm hearing. He's gonna have a rehab assignment. Um, Duffy actually, so Duffy's thing is a, a hurt back, back spasms or something. He was coming back. He was doing well, and then he hurt his back again, and yeah. so now he's kind of back to square one. So he's. Ugh. You know, if he was out originally for two weeks, you got to add another two weeks on that. So, yeah, don't expect to see him for a little bit. That, that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, because that's when we were winning when we had those guys. I mean, let's let's face it, this was not a good week of Cubs baseball between you know, but everything. Horner is he's a catalyst on this, and I think, and I really liked how Marisnik was in that lineup, and then you have Wisdom sitting over there. I kind of, yeah. I don't, I don't hate that. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're playing it how they, they're using the hot hand. I mean, I think it, it, a lot of the guys that like <laughs> Patrick wisdom are, did, are, are surprising me. Did Duffy sneeze about yeah. the back problem? No, he was putting on his pants. So, yeah. Like Hamill <laughs> needs more potato chips. Um, so I got some announcements real quick. Uh, the Bleacher Bum Band's next show is uh, July 24th. They, they're going to play the Diamondbacks that day, and then yep. uh, hopefully they'll win because the Diamondbacks suck, and then we'll – The next stop on the G-Man World Tour. Yeah, G-Man all the time, baby. And then um, this Friday night at midnight Central Time, uh, I'm going to go on Uncle Mike's clubhouse show called I Read Liner Notes. And oh, nice. uh, we're going to talk about – not only just the Bleacher Bum Band album, uh, we're going to talk about that, but we'll also be talking about um, uh, th- 
we'll, we'll be talking about the, the Bleacher Bum Band, but we'll also be talking about some of my older music from Bad Teenage Mustache and God the Band and stuff. So I'm going, I'm going out there. It's going to be live at midnight. So I figured I looked as Michael wanted me to come on. I said, uh, you know, well, I, I'll come on, but I, I'll, I want a West Coast road trip. So then I could stay up, watch the Cubs nine to midnight. Hopefully that's a good game. And everybody, the post game can be talking about music on a Friday night. So that'd be fun. Yeah, so that'd be that great. Out. If you're on Clubhouse, look up I Read Liner Notes, Uncle Mike. Uh, already asked Midnight Central. Yep, Midnight Central. Well, and the 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 real issue here, Danny, is that we, if you're not on Clubhouse, you need like a special invitation, right? Yeah, or and I have like a couple. So I mean, you know, I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna drop the link in the chat here, yeah. Because uh, uh, if you search on Clubhouse for I Read Liner Notes. Uncle Mike does the show every day. It's 1 a.m. his time. He does it all night long, like 1 a.m. He's to maybe 4 or 5 a.m. Then he gets when, to bed. He when does he fucking sleep? Yeah, I, asked, I actually asked him when we went to Mamoon's for falafel. But he uh, he sleeps after the that show, and he does the clubhouse show all night. Then he sleeps all morning and through, like, noon or something. But he doesn't have to work till like, 5 o'clock. So oh, okay. he, See, he yeah, works at night. So I thought he was a more like had to work morning radio stuff. Like well. I do. No, no. He yeah. actually does editing. So I write the stuff in the morning. They produce it in the afternoon and Uncle Mike mixes it at night. That's how it works. So Uncle oh, okay. Mike Uncle Mike mixes all the stuff I write in the morning. So it's just that churn, you know. Okay, cool. So sometimes he has questions. Well that sounds me. that sounds great though. Being able to do a deep dive on Danny Rocket, uh Sounded dirtier than I meant it, but yeah, uh, <laughs> dive into me, dive into me. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I only have one TFC, so I can just kind of get it out of the way. It was only a two game set, so there wasn't a lot going on. Yeah, oh, I actually, have a you have multiple, you got a multiple, so why don't you go first then? Okay, uh, well, the first one I got is right here. This is a uh, of just TFC bagging on Marquee. Marquee says. What can't Chris Bryant do? And Arena and the Baseball Diamond says, get paid by the Cubs. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yep. By the way, I TFC, if somebody asked me, what does TFC stand for? It means this flexing cube. Like yes. A Cubes fan is a stupid Cubs fan. It is a cube. But they, but usually, but that's not really how we treat it now. Now we just put funny shit from the, the uh, internet. <laughs> yeah, and and you know you, we generally try to try to find people who are who are flexing a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it it was stolen from Ivy Envy's internet muscle flexes. So, and they stopped doing it. I told Corey I'm stealing it. So we yep. did. Well, they stopped doing everything. Yeah, like including a show. Although they still <laughs> haven't they still haven't done their last show just to just to fuck with us because they want to be the longest running Cubs podcast. They're gonna wait for us to quit, and then they're gonna do <laughs> one last show. And then Oh, yeah. I love the long con. I do. Yeah. It's a lot like uh it's a lot like postseason grades. Yeah, it is. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we gotta do those actually, don't we? <laughs> postseason Maybe grades. Maybe we'll get to them this yeah. year. Yeah, we'll get to them. Um yeah, I don't. I never want to talk about 2020 again. To be honest, like fuck 2020. Um, all right, uh, give me another one because you have a bunch and I have. Okay, one. Um, I'll do this one. Then the next two go together. So uh, this one was uh, hey, Anthony Rizzo is uh, holding an auction. You know, selling Ooh. off a bunch of stuff, raising money, and uh, TPS Stoner says 
Can we bid for Rizzo to get the vaccine? No, oh, yeah, no. he's not. Yeah, that was a, I, that was I, a I huge flex. And uh, and I I was like, this is fucking great. Yeah, let's let's everybody get on there and bid for the you know ask the same question. Just okay, make him have to look at it all the time that we want him to get a vaccine. I'll put money in on it. I'll throw well, my fiver. Yeah, I mean, his I, charity. I, I do wonder if, like, his vaccine status uh, and, well, anybody's vaccine status makes them uh, tradable or untradable or, you know, if you were trying to trade Rizzo, I wonder if somebody, if that would be like a deal breaker. It could be. Um, so, uh, Javi, uh, you know, we forgot how many outs there are. And uh, on Facebook, Hooper Loscombe took everybody to task. He said, you people bashing Javi and KB are complete idiots. Do you not remember the decades of poor quality, non-talented, plain vanilla trash that the Cubs used to run out there with? Dude had a brain fart and got benched. End of story. It happens even to superstars, folks. Three weeks ago, y'all were comparing Javi to Jesus because of his hustle play against the Pirates. Make up your mind. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, I I listened to uh, Cubs talk as well, and Kaplan was losing his fucking mind over this Javi play. Is you know, and come on, he has been so goddamn good and does so many. That play itself, him standing on first base and not taking the leadoff, had the Cleveland announcers losing their minds yeah. because they thought something fucking weird was about to happen. Yeah. And it was, but it was not good. Right, it was not. It was great for them, but I honestly, th- that guy brings so much to the table. You know, just it, it's Javi being Javi. Remember Manny being Manny? Yeah, the dude did weird things sometimes. You you don't give a fuck because the guy hits the ball well. He plays the game. He's fun, and he is fun. There is nobody more fun on this team to watch than Javi Baez. Yeah. Um, you got another one? Uh, yeah. Uh, so these two go together from our pal uh, Luis Medina. Oh, yeah. Funky Cold Luda. Three innings ago. That's a homer. I'm one beer away from fighting the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I would just too. love that he'd fight the wind. And then uh, right after that, going to fight people doing the wave, too. Oh yeah, we didn't really. T- we talked about that a little bit about the wave. I I actually wrote a no wave at Wrigley uh, Beastie Boys parody uh, for No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Nice. No wave at Wrigley, and then I I wrote one verse because that's all you ever need in a parody. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that out soon. I was going to do it today, and then I got I was hungover. I had to lay in bed and <laughs> think, <laughs> think about and, and and like basically not use my shoulder because everything hurts me. So um, I'm an idiot, but I will get that done. That is a, a, a law of all laws. I don't understand what's going on in the bleachers right now, except for that a lot of kids having a lot of fun. But d- don't do the fuck away. Settle the fuck down, everybody. That's that's a long-standing tradition. Cup snakes are new. You know what I mean? Yeah. The wave is stupid. Yeah, just, it doesn't even look good. It's a dumb thing to do. It it really is. It's it's fucking distracting from the game. Like if you're doing like, what's the biggest pain in the ass 
at a fucking game, at a, a baseball game, football game, basketball game, whatever. It's the piece of shit that stands up too long in front of you, right? Yeah. And now you're going to have everybody do that? No, don't do that. Yeah. You're messing up the game. Yeah, Sarah Sanchez was saying that the crowd was like like saying all this like messed up stuff to forget who was out in uh, right fields. I think it was Ramirez or I forget who it was out there. Oh, no, it was Rosario, I think. And they were saying all this crap about like, you know, making like short bus jokes and things like that. It was just like disgusting. Like, you know, the bleacher crowd is turning into a different kind of monster right now with that well, cupcake thing, you know. But that's that is exactly the crowd the fucking Ricketts, Ricketts want. That's why Ricketts is out there hanging out with them. I mean, and hell, Tom Ricketts is one of those guys. You know, he was out there when he was going to Northwestern making cup snakes with his shirt off, like spending mom and dad's money. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. This, you know, Tom Ricketts out there just like this. Why yeah. can't I? Why can't I do the wave? Yeah. Yeah, he loves it. He probably did. Tom Rick. That's my next obvious shirt. Tom Ricketts does the wave. Ah, uh, there it is. <laughs> Call it Joe right after the show. All right. Well, uh, as uh, you know, our good friend uh, David Kaplan uh, might say, "Spookog or go Cubs backwards." <laughs> So we'll, we'll probably be back with you next Monday because of the night game on Sunday. We'll do a little afternoon lunch show again on Monday afternoon before we face the Brewers. And I'll say it too, Spookog. Spookog! I had a vision, I had a vision just the other day.
Cubs fan could be. Watching Chicago win the World Series. I'm not getting back in that time machine. I'll root for Ed Rubach and Johnny Kling. Unless the best damn Cubs team i ever seen can finally win it all in 2016. And I'm not getting back in that time machine. Here they don't call it a trough. They call it a latrine. Unless the best damn Cubs team i ever seen can finally win it all in 2016. Instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.